With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb show? Fox Sports Radio. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something new for Father's Day at DSC. Six blade razors, perfect for an extra close, precise shave. Get one now at a store near you as part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash Doug. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Doug. Um, last night, uh, Paul George... Look, he's not Kevin Durant, but he did his best Kevin Durant impression. 37-16, five assists, three three-pointers. In the playoffs, he's actually been outstanding, especially of late. 26 a game, nine rebounds, five assists, uh, almost three threes a game. Shoot 90 from the line, 46 from the field, 36 from three. 60.2 total, total percentage. This is Paul George after the game. You know, it was no secret. Um, I knew I had to be big um, tonight and got to be big going forward. It, it was just no secret coming into this. And um, first put faith in God, believed in myself. My teammates trusted me. T. Lou trusted me. You know, I thought we just, we, we lived in a moment. We, we just played our hearts out tonight. We don't want nothing but the best for Kawhi. 
Um, it's a positive. He can get some rest. Um, hopefully, we can hold it down. We just uh, we 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 got to do what we do. We got to come together. Our season is alive uh, because of his, you know, shouldering of all the work that he's done. Um, and so, you know, we we got to hold it together and, and you know continue to keep this uh, boat afloat um, until he returns. Yeah, I I think um, I think it's it, look. Does that mean the Clippers are going to win this series? No. And if you listened yesterday, I told you that, that that first game where you don't have your guy, especially for a team like the Clippers who has played without Kawhi Leonard numerous times the past two years, they at least have a little bit of experience. And, you know, I'm like, look, everybody gets more shots, you know, and Paul George gets the benefit of the mismatch as opposed to Kawhi Leonard trying to hunt for the mismatch and get Rudy Gobert on him to drive him, you know, shooting over, you know, shooting over the smaller, smaller defenders going around Joe Ingles, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I do think some of it is, Hey, it's the first game without him. And it's really, really hard to adjust your game plan in Utah when you haven't seen at least in the playoffs, them play without Kawhi Leonard. And their answer was, we're just going to play small almost the entire time. Zubac played like eight minutes. So, so now, obviously, Utah is going to have to form a counterpunch and figure out exactly what and how and why they want to do what and how and why they want to do it. My, um, my thinking along with this entire thing is that I thought the Clippers could, potentially could win the series. They're still dead in the water moving forward. You're not beating Phoenix if Phoenix is at full strength and you don't have Kawhi. But now the pressure is totally on the shoulder still of a Utah Jazz. That's the beauty to losing Kawhi Leonard, which is I don't know if the pressure played a part in Paul George, but we look at the team completely different based upon our expectations. I mean, look, they still have what you would think to be enough. Obviously, uh, Marcus, was it Marcus or Markeith Morris? Which Morris did they have? They have Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris is outstanding. But remember, he's playing a small ball five. So that's one of the reasons that, you know, he's like open for a reason. Do they have enough? Yeah. Will they win it? Probably not. But it's not like Utah beats you on overall great talent. Right? You have Donovan Mitchell, who's, he's very much Dwayne Wade light. In that he's a he's a slightly better shooter than Dwayne Wade, a much better shooter Dwayne Wade at this stage in Dwayne Wade's career with Miami. They have a big time shot blocking, non offensive center, and then versatile shooters all around. That's what they do. That's they do. And Mitchell really struggled last night, and because of it, and because of their inability to stop Paul George, they got themselves beat. Now, the other big NBA story is Rick Carlisle has, I guess, resigned. He had two years left in his contract. And he met with, he met with uh, uh, his, G, he met with his, his owner, Mark Cuban, over the last several days. And Cuban fired the GM in Donnie Nelson. And I, I think he saw the handwriting on the wall. My guess would be that Rick Carlisle has another job in his back pocket. Otherwise, you don't walk away from coaching Luca, no matter how much Luca was fighting him. 
Do we think that job is Milwaukee? Maybe. Do we? Th- I don't think he's coached in Indy before. I don't think it's going back there. He played for the Boston Celtics. I don't think that's, but could be. Could be. I don't think it's the Pelicans. I don't think you leave, lose, leave the Mavericks to go to the Pelicans. Portland, maybe. Right? Portland, maybe. I, I also think Jamal Mosley is rumored to be the favorite for the job. I do think that with the seven openings currently, you're going to see a majority of them filled by guys who played more recently and especially guys who played in the NBA. I think that's what was missing in Boston in terms of communication. And I think it's probably what Dallas is looking for. But Jamal Mosley didn't play in the NBA. He's a very good college player, and he's been in and around the league for a long time, even though he's in his early 40s. Younger guys, early 40s, played the game or been around the game, but have some NBA swag. Those are the guys who get this job. But pretty interesting on all the things that have, you go back yesterday, you had Stan Van Gundy getting fired. Now you have this story that Zion Williamson is, was, is unhappy with the Pelicans organization. You've had a, a litany, a litany of other coaching changes. Scotty Brooks loses his job. I, I don't think Rick Carlisle is going to, to coach Brad Beal and to coach potentially Russell Westbrook. I don't, I don't that one's going to be a hard one to fill. The Boston Celtics are open. Of course, Carlisle played there. They do have talent, but that does not feel like what they probably think they've been missing in a guy who's younger and more uh, relatable to the current roster. I don't know. I, I just, I think the whole thing is fascinating. Rick Carlisle stepped down. This is from Mark Cuban. Rick informed me today about his decision to step down as head coach. On top of being a tremendous basketball coach, he's a friend and a confidant. Rick Hope helped us bring the Larry O'Brien trophy to Dallas. And those are memories I will always cherish. I want to thank Rick for all he gave the franchise in the city. And we wish him the best. Pelicans are open. Celtics are open. Mavericks are open. Blazers, Pacers, Magic, Wizards. Yes, uh, Gavin. We've talked about it a ton. It's always amazing to me, though, how the story comes out on the Mavericks and we hear about Luca's frustration. A few days later, his coach is fired. This story about the Pelicans came out and conveniently Stan Van Gundy is fired. I, I just, it's, it doesn't happen as much in the NFL, but in the NBA, the players, you can see the through line. You know, they look at the superstar and whatever they get, they want. It, I don't know. You know, it's, I know Magic did it, right? Like, I mean, the, the first coach he had with the Lakers, you know, he pushed him out. So it, it's just fascinating to me how the NBA works uh, in that aspect. I, I think so too. Look, I, I, I think there is players know, right? Players know, and they know the dysfunction within locker rooms and coaches and guys they bought into and messages. And I'm sure that's what happened in Boston, which is Brad is very good, very well respected in coaching circles, but whether it was his message or his staff's inability to relate, like they, it did not feel like they were running anything. Felt like they were all playing take them ball and they were not the team they needed to be. And I, I think that got exposed. I, I think that's why you're seeing such turnover there. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Byer, let me ask you. Dan Byer is uh, a native of Wisconsin. Uh, he is a huge Bucks fan. I don't think he's a huge... He's a Seahawks fan, not a Packers fan. That's correct. Um, but I, want, I also value your opinion. When I say Aaron Rodgers and how he's handled all these things, how would you... What, what, what really comes to your mind? What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? I don't think that he's uh, handled it the best. I think that he's... Uh, even the way that Brett Favre left, um, it seems that he is wearing out his welcome even more so than Favre did. The The angst with Favre just actually happened when he went to the Vikings, but when he was with the Jets, he was still loved by Green Bay, and they blamed Mike McCarthy, they blamed Ted Thompson, they blamed everybody else but Favre. But I think that there's more blame on Rodgers, and I don't think that uh, he sits as well with that Packer fan base uh, as he once did. I I agree. Um, okay, so what do you think, uh, Gavin Kinzel? What is your opinion of Aaron Rodgers and how he's handling this? I I mean he's he's a diva. I th- I feel like a lot of this is we've kind of known this about him for a long time. He doesn't have the endearing personality that someone like Brett Favre had to the Packer fans. And I also just think this is vacation time. Like I I don't I'm still not taking this as seriously as like he's really going to be out of there. I, I'll wait till training camp. Ramos? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with both Dan and, and Gavin. I've heard some Packers fans that are here at the network that are that enjoy the Packers say, as soon as he goes to another team, I can't wait to root against him. So obviously he's not he's not in the in the love like as Brett Favre was and stuff like that. So I, I think he's acted a little bit out of control. I think he thought, like you had mentioned this, Doug, he had thought it was going to go one way and then it kind of backfired and he had to kind of go another way. And I, I think it's not, not looking well. Uh, this is from one general manager told fan-sided. The guy's selfish. Teammates don't like him. Coaches don't like him. It's all about Aaron. They all deal with him because he's a superstar. He helps guys make money, put food on the table for their kids, and people respect him for that. The longer this goes on, it shows how selfish Aaron really is. That's a former general manager. Now, this is Jay Glazer, Fox NFL insider, on the Pat McAfee show. Still wants out, without a doubt. Absolutely. Still wants out. Every time somebody called the Packers, it was immediately shut down. So, look, what these teams need to do is continue to call and continue to call. They need to continue to call to continue to call. Yeah, I, 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 I know, having known Jay long enough, if he says it, it is in fact true. Right? But the idea, this is what, what Aaron Rodgers has done is selfish. What Aaron Rodgers has done uh, is, to me, 
incredibly transparent. Like think of the things that were done. We didn't hear much of it until right before the NFL draft, which means by my guess at that time, whatever request was made, whatever dysfunction there was, he had probably done it some level the right way where he had, I'm just keeping it to myself. Let's see. And they chose to not move him. That's why the story leaked out the day of the draft, because he and his people knew once the draft goes, there's almost no way, no way a team is going to trade you. But let's, let's take the, let's take the Denver Broncos, for example. Let's say, for example, that Denver goes, uh, hey, we'll give you Teddy Bridgewater so he can be a placeholder starter until Jordan Love's ready. We'll give you, you know, something else. Of course, the Packers will be like, yeah, we'll take Jerry Judy, <laughs> you know, and we'll, you know, we'll pick a defensive player we want as well. But the problem is that you don't trade away the best quarterback or the second best quarterback, whatever, in the game on the hope of Jordan Love while you have him under contract. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you're not going to get any top five picks. Yes, you have to get players. And by the way, if you're Aaron Rodgers, your timeline is, you know, you go to the Broncos, but they're going to have to trade away. They're not great to begin with. Adding a great quarterback will help them, but you don't think the Packers would only want to do it if they got it back? The, the likelihood of a trade now is min, is very is minuscule. I agree it is selfish. Now, look, sometimes you have to do things that are selfish if you want to be happy. The problem with it is he's under contract and the Packers are like, you don't really have the leverage. And if you choose to sit out for a year, like it, it doesn't matter if you rest your arm for a year. That's one year less you can play football. And oh yeah, by the way, the Packers still own your rights. They're not giving away. I don't see them trading him. Yes, Dan uh, yeah, Yes, uh, John Ramos. Do you, who who do you think it would be in charge of something like this? This type of would you think it's Aaron Rodgers goes to his his um, agent and says this is what I'm going to do, or the agent says, hey, you need to hold out and, and see what we can get out of it. I mean, who's making the decisions of how this got to where it is right now? Would you say, Doug? Um, I I believe I believe that Aaron Rodgers, along with his agent, have. They, they just talk constantly and I don't think there's a set plan, but they probably talked about it when the season was done. I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I got to get out of here. I can't take this place. I don't like good and const. They got Jordan love. Like, let's go now. Let's go get a new deal somewhere else. You know, maybe, or maybe we can cash in and get a big new deal here. And the Packers didn't want to play ball at the level they wanted to play ball. And so they, all right, let's leak this to the media. So I think it's them working together on it. You know, at the, at the risk of sounding like I'm e-entertainment or inside edition or entertainment tonight, he's been, I mean, when you look at his past relationships, I know that the Danica Patrick relationship was a little bit more in the public eye, but even when he dated Olivia Wilde, we knew they were dating, but I don't think that there was, Olivia Munn, I'm sorry. Uh, good save, John, by the way. When he <laughs> dated her, I don't think that it was 
out there as much as he's dating his now fiance and he's doing this and he's doing that. I get yes. I got a different sense for him social media wise, even with his just on how he's going about with his relationships that 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 all partly seems calculated to do yes. that sort of thing. Yes. And I and I feel like that I, I feel like we all see through it, but it feels transparent, doesn't it? Which which, by the way, you know. Aaron never said this to me. I mean, I only talked with him a couple of times, but I do think that's his deal with Russell Wilson. I don't think his deal with Russell Wilson is, is anything other than he thinks Russell Wilson's a phony. He thinks like all the religious stuff is, and the, the, what did he say? The unlimited, it's just all kind of calculated. And it's like, somebody said like, here's a great marketing plan for you. Like that's his criticism. Some of these guys that they're fake and he's real. But I do think that this is kind of a, you know, the social media thing, just it's a little over the top. And it doesn't seem like him. Doesn't seem like him. Let's get you a damn buyer. Find out what else is going on. DB, what okay, do you got? Without, without looking, and I need John Ramos's thumbs up. Is Olivia Wilde married to John Krasinski from The Office? Is that is that? That's cr- Emily Blunt. That's Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt. Okay. Yeah. Who's Olivia wow. Wilde married to? I thought I, you, she, Ryan I Reynolds. She's Ryan Reynolds. No, Ryan, no, no, no. Oh, there it is. No, no, no. Nope. Ryan Reynolds is married to. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't, it's not I Olivia Wilde. I could have Wilde. just looked up right. Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Wilde. I think Olivia Wilde might be single. Yeah, I think she was with the guy from Ted Lasso, right? Was it? That's and, it. And then yes. she left him for Harry Styles. Jason of Sudeikis. One, yeah, One That's Direction. That's who it was. Yeah. All right. Blake Lively. Blake Lively is married to. Um, <laughs> I like my Ryan Reynolds. I apologize take. to everyone in Hollywood for that. That, that was my fault. Hollywood insider. Can, dead fire. Hollywood outsider. Here's what's not going on. Oh, I can tell you what's going on. By the, the way, end. Olivia Wilde's real name? Oh, oh. Oscar? <laughs> no. I, I have her Oscar Wikipedia Wilde. page up, so I see, I see it. Author, it's Oscar. Coburn. But it's a lot like Kofi Coburn. It's spelled C O C K B. Oh, geez. Uh, U- U- R- B U R N. Oh, yes. man. That's great. Right? So, yeah, I mean, like, Coburn. it's like, yeah, yeah you got to. <laughs> yeah, you were going to change the name. Like, okay. Change the name. That's wild. <laughs> oh, man. Who's not dating who? That next on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Jovan Buha joins us. Jovan, I don't know if you know this expression I usually use, which apparently Jacob deGrom does not agree with, which is no one asks for a second opinion on good news. <laughs> right? No one asks. Um, do we know for sure, and you would know, is it has it officially been announced that it's an ACL for Kawhi? Uh, it, it is an ACL. We we don't know the extent of it fully yet. Um, I, I've heard some positive things. I've heard some negative things. So I, I think I'm kind of waiting on the official news. I think that should be coming out shortly. Um, but it, it does seem most likely he's going to miss the rest of this series and potentially the playoffs. Uh, obviously, if it's a torn ACL, we're talking about an injury that could keep him out half of next season at a minimum if not longer so um you know this is a really big injury update for the clippers uh but you know i think it's incredible what they pulled off last night given all that because um i think you know without Kawhi leonard i think most people are picking the jazz and uh for, for them to go in there and pull that out i thought was incredible i did too i would also point out and we, we talked about on the show that 
one, the Clippers have played without Kawhi an extensive amount of time, both the past two years. So there was a little experience there. And then two, it's really hard for the opposition, right? Because all of a sudden now, all the expectations are, well, you're at home, you're supposed to win anyway, and you're at home and they don't have Kawhi Leonard. And you don't really know how how the Clippers are going to play, who they're going to, you know, everything you've been doing is to prepare, you know, to adjust to the adjustments. And now you've got to adjust to almost a completely different rotation of players. So I do, I thought if it was going to happen, a win was going to happen. Last night was actually the night. What did Ty Lue do uh, with those minutes? What did he do that you thought was creative that allowed them to get the win outside of Paul George was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought, you know, sticking to what had worked, staying small, you know, not changing that game plan. Cause I, I think, you know, it, it's one thing to stay small when you have an all world wing, like Kawhi Leonard, who can do so many things on both sides of the floor. But I think some coaches might've gone more traditional and been like, you know, we don't have a guy who can outright replace Kawhi. I mean, he, even Paul George stepping up, like, I mean, he's not fully replacing Kawhi. And then even if he is, then obviously someone has to take on that burden that Paul George normally takes on because it's, it's not just like, him scoring more doesn't re- replace both of those things. So I thought him really sticking with that, playing Terrence Mann more, who has been really key for them in the playoffs. I mean, he had that late dunk on, on Rudy Gobert and uh, just w- was making plays. And, you know, it isn't a guy that, that has really shot the ball that great so far in, in his NBA career, but just makes plays. And, and, you know, I thought that was a great example of, um, you know, not getting baited into taking the three. Rudy was playing off of him a little bit kind of pump fakes, Rudy starts to close out, and then he drives by him and dunks on him with the and one dunk. So um, I thought, and, you know, really the, the resiliency, and, you know, I, I saw, um, I'm not covering the series, but but I've been following it, and I saw some of the quotes, and Ty just saying basically, like, you know, like you said, we, we played without Kawhi, and, like, we're not going to change anything. And that's really what it felt like. It just felt like everybody else kind of did a little bit more, and Paul George obviously did a lot more, and uh, that kind of uh, cumulative effort, uh, ended up producing, I think, one of the biggest wins in, in Clippers history because, um, you know, I, I think even with Kawhi potentially being out for this series, like, I think it's a, it's a really tough pill to swallow if, you, if you're the Clippers and your, your first two years of, of Kawhi and PG are second-round exits. You know, th- this was a team that was the heavy favorite, uh, you know, for, for much of last season and was expected again to be a contender this season, uh, especially when, when the Lakers went out. So uh, I think for, for them to lose in the second round w- would be a really tough blow for that franchise. And uh, who knows? Maybe they do advance now. And, and um, you know, I would still favor Phoenix, even if Chris Paul misses a couple games, uh, just with the way they've been playing. But this Clippers team is resilient. And I think it's a key difference from the, the team we saw last season and even some Clippers teams past. They are resilient, uh, but there is uh, obviously there's going to be a talent drop off. And for sure, they're trying to find minutes for Rondo. And that's a struggle, right? And that's just. He, he can't play, you know, he can't. And, and they, they, they try to play him with Pat Beverly. It didn't go very well. Um, is there anything else that does he have anything else left up his sleeve in your opinion? I, I think it's, it's just sticking with this. Cause I, I think what you've really seen and, and you've seen this at times in previous postseasons, like it is really hard when a team fully downsizes and, and has basically five guards and wings out there who, who can all shoot or drive, it's hard to keep Rudy Gobert out there. And because of his status as an all-star, the, the reigning you know, three-time defensive player of the year, like Quinn Snyder is not going to bench him. That, that's really his last resort. And I think the Clippers are testing that. And 
you know, I felt there, there were several key possessions last night uh, in which the Clippers exploited just having a seven foot two slower guy trying to close out and, and rotate and, and re-rotate and make several rotations on, you know, multiple, uh, you know, defensive possessions. It's just, that's hard for any seven footer to do. And, and that's why you have seen as the league has, has downsized and, and, you know, more pace and space and more three point shooting, like it is harder to play non-athletic centers and, Rudy Gobert is great at protecting the paint. He's great at protecting the rim, but he, he's not great at closing out. He's not great at rotating to, to guards. Like That's just not his, his forte. So I think the Clippers have the formula. It's obviously going to come down to, are they making shots? I mean, we, we've seen the wild swings with their shooting this season, you know, in their 0-2 losses uh, to, to both the Mavericks and the Jazz. They did not shoot the ball well. In the two games that they responded with winning, they shot the ball well. Like There's been some very violent shooting swings with this team. So to me, it's just stay small, uh, stay attacking Gobert, make him have to rotate, make him have to defend on the perimeter. And if you shoot the ball well, you know, PG gets you 30-plus points, gets to the free throw line again, uh, I think they could win this thing. Um, now, again, I don't think they could beat Phoenix. I don't think that they, they – if they somehow beat Phoenix, I don't think they could beat Brooklyn or whoever comes out of the East. But um, I think it would be nice for the franchise, even with Kawhi out, to make a conference finals run. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, uh, let's say they pull this thing off, right? Let's say they pull this thing off and they beat Utah, more likely game six, but possibly game seven. Um, what would it mean to the franchise to win one more game, w- w- considering the devastation that had to felt, feel going into yesterday? Uh, it'd be huge. You know, I, I think that, um, especially for Paul George, right? Because we, we've all made the pandemic P jokes and, and replayed the, the video of him hitting the side of the backboard. And um, I mean, he, he's seemingly just continues to throw himself under the bus with, with some of the quotes he has and, and just how uh, tone deaf he can be at times with some of the things he's saying, but he's really stepped up. And, and you know, I thought tonight was a really big legacy game for him because it wasn't easy, you know, the the situation was there for the Clippers to just fold over, lose by 20 points, be like, okay, let's go back to LA and try to even this series. And for Paul George to have a stinker of a game. And we've seen him do that in the playoffs before we saw it happen last postseason. And you know, that's why I think there is, you know, some of the the negative perception of, of, of PG throughout some of his recent postseason runs, but he really stepped up and, I think his lows have not been as low this postseason as, as in some of those OKC runs and, and last postseason. And I just think overall, um, you know, he, he had a really good year, made all NBA. Um, and I think it's kind of rewriting some of the, the narrative on him. Uh, and that's all you can really ask for. So, I mean, I think it's, it's huge for the franchise to, to get their first conference finals berth. Um, but, but it's just as big for Paul George to kind of put some of that, that, you know, negative talk to rest of, I am a superstar. I, I am still a top 15 guy and I'm going to go out and prove it. And I'm going to be the best player on the floor uh, against a, a team that also has a couple all NBA guys, uh, you know, on the other side. So um, I think it's, it's, but it's huge for the franchise because they've never gone this far. And again, I think they'd be heavy underdogs against the Suns, but um, you know, for, for them to even get that far, I think would be a success in its own right. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Uh, any sense of of this changing Kawhi? Like th- there was talk, at least. Hey, Kawhi could be on the open market if they lost early. 
now they they were in position to win this series. Then he pops up getting hurt. Any have you been able to make any contact as to what his plans are in the long term future? I think there's a there's a lack of clarity for, from what I've heard uh, as far as you know. I, I don't think he has informed the team yet that he's going to resign. Uh, but I do think it is trending in a positive direction. I think had they lost in the first round to Dallas, and, and you know, after, I mean, remember they were down two zero and down thirty one to nine in the opening minutes of that first quarter of Game Three. Like we're we're looking at potentially a sweep or or a gentleman sweep. Had they gone out that way, I think there would have potentially been some self reflection of is this the right situation? You know, is this the way I want to end my career? Do I, do I trust this organization? But for, for them to bounce back and win that, for them to bounce back from, from the 2-0 deficit this series and potentially win this, and for it to be kind of out of his control with him having that injury, um, I, I do think things are trending in the right direction. I mean, I, I also think if, if you're Kawhi, like, you know, we, we saw it with Anthony Davis when he re-signed with the Lakers. Um, you know, he could have done the, the Kevin Durant, LeBron James tactic of, okay, you know, one plus one, two plus one, I want some flexibility, I, I want to test the market, I want to put pressure on the team. But AD signed the five-year extension because he was like, I've not been healthy, and I want to secure as much money as possible and, and have you know just some security with my career. I think Kawhi should honestly take the same route. Like, I don't think this should be a one-plus-one, two-plus-one situation. Like, you know, we, we know he's had the quad injury. We, we know he, he's load-managed. Now he has this potential ACL injury. Um, and and you, know, you look at a guy like Clay Thompson, who had been as healthy as anybody up until he tore his ACL. And then, you know, tries to make his comeback and ends up tearing his Achilles on the same leg. Like, I think if you're Kawhi, even if this isn't a serious injury, you got to really think about securing that money, securing the years, and just signing a five-year deal um, with the Clippers or going elsewhere and signing a four-year deal. But but for, for, you know, for me, if I'm Kawhi, I got to get that guaranteed money because I have dealt with injuries nonstop for the past few years, and you just can't be confident in him remaining healthy. So um, I think things are trending in the positive direction. You know, PG's locked up. Uh, I think they're, they're obviously confident in Ty Lue. They think he was the right guy for the job. I think he's proving that so far. And I think Kawhi is most likely going to re-sign this offseason, uh, sign that extension for, for four or five years. Feels like game six, the pressure's still on the Jazz. Is that fair? I think so. I mean, if you're Utah, you know, as you said, I thought – it was hard to game plan for them, and they talked about that. I mean, they were going back to like regular season matchups uh, of like the Clippers versus you know random Team X. How did they play without Kawhi? Uh, but I mean, if you lose these two games without Kawhi Leonard playing, um, I mean, yes, Mike Conley's out. Yes, Donovan Mitchell's somewhat hobbled, but he just put up what almost forty points in, in Game Four. Like you know, he, he's looked fine in this series despite that ankle injury for the most part. So I think it's just an utter failure for Utah of being the one seed, you know, ha- having, I, I think the, the conference finals, um, you know, it, looking like in your favor and then having this situation unfold, like, I mean, that, that, that to me is the type of potential core altering situation where we have to really think about our core of, we've not been able to make a conference finals with this group. This was, should have been a layup with, with no Kawhi. Like we, we got to really think about things. Awesome stuff, yo, Ivan. I mean, it's been really good following you and great having you on. Uh, let's see what happens in game six. We'll talk again very soon. Uh, by the way, I know you've, you covered the Lakers as well for The Athletic. 
Um, it hasn't been mentioned, but you know, the reason Ty Lu turned down the Lakers was it was only a three year deal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you know, and now he gets the, so Frank has a three year deal. He has only one year left. There's been no talk of an extension at all. What's going on with the Lakers? Yeah, it, it, it's a good question. Um, you know, Fr- Frank was asked about it at his exit interview, and he said that uh, it's something he doesn't really want to talk about, but he's committed to the Lakers. He, he wants to remain with the Lakers. Uh, Rob Polinka was also asked about it, and that obviously is, is probably the more important answer. And he said Frank has done a great job, that he understands the context of the season, that you know the team obviously dealt with injuries at inopportune times, and that... Uh, the, the coaching, you know, the, the organization loves Frank and his coaching staff, and they're behind them. Now, obviously, actions speak louder than words, and the fact that Frank has not signed an extension, um, I do think is interesting. You know, and uh, initially, you know, the Lakers were p- looking at uh, Ty Lue, of, of course, but also Jason Kidd, remember? And, and there was that kind of speculation that uh, when Jay Kidd was brought on the coaching staff, that uh, it was potentially as the sort of pressure on, on Frank of, if you don't perform, you know, we have a, another guy right here who can step over and, and be the head coach. So um, I, I think it would be foolish for the Lakers to move on from Frank after this season. I mean, I really don't know how many other buttons he could have pushed once Anthony Davis was out. And, I mean, they, they just got demolished in, in those last couple of games, um, you know, made the late run in game six. But it, it, the series was essentially over what once AD was out. So um, I think, I mean, he won a championship in his first year. Second year was derailed by injuries. I, it's hard to to judge him in a negative light. So I think maybe it's a situation where they're going to give him that third year and then make the call. But if I was them, I would at least look for a one or two year extension with him because I think I personally think he's done a good job. Yovan, great stuff, dude. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Sounds good, Doug. Thank you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So here's the story I want to tell you about this this song, John. So I went to a high school where I didn't grow up in the... In the um, region in the uh, school district okay if you were to draw a map i grew up in the city of orange 
in Orange County, California. Orange, most famous for the Orange Circle. Really good street fair. Uh, Labor Day weekend. That's really what's known for. And Chapman University is downtown, which the, the downtown is the old Orange Circle. You guys ever seen um, the show, the movie, uh, uh, one, uh, what's the one hit wonders? What was it called? The, the wonders? Yeah, the wonders, right? Anyway, that was the early scenes were filmed in orange. Anyway, so my first basketball pep rally I had never been to or, or pep rally I'd never been to is for, but they would introduce the sports teams and we as basketball players got introduced to that song and I, forever it has been embedded in my brain as the coolest thing ever, ever, ever. Let's get to the press. The press. Eddie House tomorrow. John Middlecoff tomorrow. Dan Byer joins us tomorrow, which is weird because we got Dan Byer now. Yes, I'll be at the U.S. Open tomorrow. Russell Henley, your first round leader in the clubhouse right now at four under par. Morning wave wrapping everything up. So uh, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Bryson DeChambeau, all starting their first rounds. Shouldn't Russell wear a Henley? I just 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 saying. Uh, is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something new for Father's Day. A DSC six blade razor is perfect for an extra close, precise shave. Get one at a store near you or go to dollarshaveclub.com slash Doug. Dollarshaveclub.com slash Doug. Doug, the Chicago Bears have submitted a bid to purchase a racetrack in the suburb of Arlington Heights, Illinois. The team continues to look at options for possibly building a new stadium. This statement from Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot saying, quote, this is clearly a negotiating tactic that has been used before. Going on to say, and like most Bears fans, we want the organization to focus on putting a winning team on the field, beating the Packers finally, and and being relevant past October. Wow. That's you know, the mayor. great way to endear yourself to a franchise that might move. Ah, oh. uh, he's buying a racetrack. That's been done before. Yes, by the Rams, you dope. <laughs> oh. How'd that work out, St. Louis? Uh, I don't know if the Bears will leave the Chicago Metroland area. They may move out to the suburbs, though, and that ain't helping them, keeping them in the city of Chicago. Uh, Rick Carlisle done after 13 seasons as the Mavericks head coach stepping down today. Yeah, weirdest thing was he uh, wrote a letter on notes on his phone. Like <laughs> Later. I, I just don't understand the market for him. He's 61. We're seeing yeah. this trend towards younger coaches, guys who, you know, some who have played. I'll the, tell you, ready? Yeah. He won a championship. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's the last time that's they it. also They've won They've had a, a ton of first-round exits, whatever, but he won a championship. And in general, to win a championship in the NBA, you have to have the respect of a locker room. In order to have the respect of a locker room, you have to have won a championship. All right, Doug, I know you uh, now Hayes will have some battles on this one. Madden 22's cover is out, and I think they kind of took the easy way out, putting both Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes on the cover what are of we doing? Madden 22. What are we, like, first Sports Illustrated breaks into quad covers. Now Madden's got two cover boys? Yeah, not a fan of that at all. No! That's no. no, we've got participation war. Petition. Why don't we just put everybody on there? <laughs> That's the press. No. Hey, get out there and press. That yes, was the press. All right, what happens with your Bucks tonight? I'm taking Milwaukee to win to force a game seven Saturday. Uh, I am. Uh, what's the number? It's pretty big, isn't it? Don't um, know. Don't, don't care. care. Oh, put all the money on Milwaukee. Five and a half point favorites for Milwaukee. Wow. I think the Nets close them out. I think the Nets close them out. 
Uh, Eddie House, John Middlecoff, and Dan Beyer tomorrow. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts